This is episode three of It's All Talk, Teaching, Training, Talking Jesus. Welcome, my name is Ivory Yarbrough, your host, and each week I encourage and equip you through the study of scripture and through sharing inspirational interviews with spiritual and influential leaders, how to come to know and love Jesus Christ. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's talk Jesus. Trials in life are not meant to make you fail, but to see how far you can fly. Oprah Winfrey says, where there is no struggle, there is no strength. Dave Matthews says, God lovingly injects our lives with trials to train, grow, strengthen, and sweeten what matters most in us. Trials build faith, endurance, patience, and maturity in the believer. Temptations, however, demolish faith and produce sin, shame, and death. For the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. But James 1, 12 gives us good news. He says, blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. In today's episode, we discuss trials and how to face them with joy. Yes, yes, you heard me right. I said joy. The difference between trials and temptations, where temptations come from, and the role I play in them. Lastly, how to properly respond to the word of God and not fall into self-deception. So how do I deal with trials and temptations and become an overcomer? Stay tuned. Your answer is next. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the conversation. Now let's talk Jesus. Here's your host, Ivory Yarborough. Ivory Yarborough. Last week, we started a Bible study on the book of James on spiritual maturity. We found out that James is the half-brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. However, James does not boast in that fact because Jesus being his Lord is way more important to James. We also discovered that James is writing this letter to his fellow beloved Christians who are now scattered all over the world as we are today. The purpose of James' letter is to lay out some commands to help his beloved brethren to be perfect, i.e. mature in Christ. This week, the commands begin as he addresses first trials. James 1, 2, and 3 reads, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James says count it all joy when you fall into various, meaning more than one type of trial. James wants the believer to know up front that trials are inevitable. Notice that he says when you fall, not if you fall into various trials. So new Christian and seasoned saints, when trials come, don't be shocked. Jesus also warns his followers in John 16, in this world, ye shall have tribulation. As we take a closer look at James 1, 2, and 3, James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. First, fall into does not mean accident, but fall into is translated encounter, come across. The word count means to evaluate. Trials should be evaluated in the light of what God is doing in and for us. Remember, trials strengthen our faith, not tear it down. Think of the bodybuilder who goes through much pain with heavy weights to build strong muscles. It seems like punishment at the time, 
but the result is a body that is fit and shaped to perfection. And God is using trials to help us grow strong and mature to endure all things. James then uses a strange word, joy. Now, I don't know about you, but when things are going cray cray, joy is the last thing I want to count it as, okay? However, joy is all about attitude. We have to understand that God is not being cruel to us. He is maturing us into strong believers that can endure to the end. The only way to count suffering as joy is to know that God is working to perfect, mature you into the image of his son. The author of Hebrews says, Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 2. And James tells us in verse 12, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who who love him. So we see that Jesus had a joyful attitude about suffering something as horrible as the cross because he knew the end result was sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. We have to see trials in the same light and adopt an attitude of joy, knowing that as Apostle Paul says in Romans, for I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I know you are saying to yourself, how do I do that? Do you know what I am facing today? I completely understand. That's why God does not leave us helpless during trials. James commands us to ask of God. In James 1, 5 through 8, he says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. We can pray and ask God for wisdom in all things while going through a trial or even when we're not in a trial. Our Heavenly Father is for us not against us. Jesus desires for us to be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In other words, the Holy Trinity wants us to be mature, lacking nothing. The key to take note of is in the start of verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. We must ask God believing and trusting that he will answer our request. With no doubting is an important phrase because doubt means to be divided in your thinking and having distrust that God will perform his word on your behalf. To ask and have doubt is being double-minded, like a wave tossed by the sea. One minute you believe and have faith and the next minute you don't. James says that type of person will receive nothing from the Lord. When we return, James talks about temptations, where they originate, and our role. Keep it locked right here. Welcome to The Conversation. It's all talk with Ivory Yarbrough. As I said earlier, God brings trials for us to grow into mature saints, but God does not tempt us. James says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. 
Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. James makes it crystal clear that temptations are an inside job. See, when you go through trials, if you don't understand the purpose of the trial, which is the maturing of your faith, and you don't ask God for wisdom during the trials, we can allow the pressure of the trial to cause us to be drawn away by our own inner desires and enticed by the enemy to fulfill that lust, which gives birth to sin. And sin, as Apostle Paul says, leads to death, which James seconds that fact. Simply put, temptation is a way to achieve a, quote, good deed, but in a negative, sinful way. And once that lust has conceived, the baby is on the way, which is sin. Many times people see sin as a one-time act, but sin is a process. Listen to how James describes the process of sin. James 1, 14 and 15. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Sin leads to deception. Let's break this down. Drawn away describes baiting a trap. On the surface, the desire of lust looks and feels good, enjoyable, harmless, and even looks beneficial for your well-being. That's what Eve thought in the Garden of Eden. After Satan concluded his eat of the forbidden fruit, it won't kill you sales pitch. The Bible says in Genesis 3, 6, when the woman Eve saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. See, in Eve's mind, disobeying God's commandment didn't seem that bad. After all, I'm just eating one piece of fruit or whatever it was. What's the worst thing that could happen? The downfall of the entire human race. That's the deception of sin. Sin makes you think, what's one time going to hurt? And you end up spending the rest of your life trying to get the hook out of your mouth. Bait and trap. I want to point out something else about verse 15. Let me read it again. Then when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. Notice how sin is birth, then becomes full grown and the end result of that growth is death. James compares the process of sin to a birth and growth cycle of a person. Again, sin is not a one-time act. If you give birth to sin in your life, and it is not corrected with repentance and obedience to God, it will grow, become full grown, and end in your eternal death. I admonish you today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive salvation, and he will help you live a holy, obedient life, and you too will receive a crown of life. James assures us that any good gift and perfect gift we receive is from God. Verse 16, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, and it comes from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth, by the word of truth, that we might be the kind of first fruits of his creatures. James lets us know that God wants to give us good, perfect gifts because he brought us forth by the word of truth that we may be first fruits of his creatures. Up next, James shares how to overcome in the times of trials and temptations. Stay tuned. Learn, grow, and talk Jesus. It's All Talk with Ivory Yarbrough.
So how do we handle trials and temptations? James says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. He also says, lay aside filthiness and the overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the imparted word, which is able to save your souls. James is saying, be quick to hear, listen to God's word and his instruction. Be slow to speak, be cautious of the words you speak and be slow to wrath, describing a deep internal resentment or rejection of God's word. Put away evil morals and evil desires, but receive with an open and humble heart the word God has planted in your heart. The Lord says in Jeremiah 31, 33, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And lastly, James says, just do it. James tells every believer scattered abroad, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Because to hear the word of God and not to do it is like looking in a mirror, seeing the improvements that need to be made in your life and walking away from the mirror, not remembering the mess you just observed. Self-deception. But James gives this hope to the ones who will look into the word and continue in. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Stay tuned. What's everyone saying about It's All Talk? Teaching, training, talking Jesus. I love being a part of such a great community. I never miss an episode. It's the best. It's the only podcast I listen to. We'll be right back after a quick praise break. James is one of those people who tells it like it is. He does not give suggestions, but issues direct marching orders. Today, James has told us how to handle trials with joy and the purpose trials play to mature us in Christ. James has also pointed out that temptations are not from God, but from our own lustful desires. James admonishes us to set aside filthiness, filthy ways, and wickedness. Even though James gives these stern instructions, he also gives us hope. He encourages us to ask God for wisdom which God is eager to give us. He informs us that a crown of life is awaiting those who endure. And James explains that if we would obey, be doers of the imparted word, we will be blessed in all of our deeds. Next week, we will dive deeper into the study of the book of James and learn even more about how to become mature adults in Christ. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Come back soon for more spiritual inspiration. And don't forget to click like and subscribe to never miss an episode. It's all talk, the podcast.